0: All right, welcome to Art Blog Radio. This is Jennifer Zarrow, and I'm sitting in the Kensington studio of Theodore Harris. Thanks for being on Art Blog Radio. Sure, love it. Um, We're sitting right in front of some work that was recently exhibited, or I guess recently in 2015, at the Mural Arts um, Thomas Aiken's house. Yes. And we already just talked about it a little bit, but I think there's some great things we could say about your work. I mean on the one hand you're sort of known most recently for collage
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you've shown a series of collages at the LaSalle Museum also in 2015. Yes. And the work that was on view at the Mural Arts is collage as well as text and it's mm-hmm. pretty striking. I mean I see Rembrandt's uh, painting on one of the, the this sort of poster-sized work mm-hmm. as well as some big red text. So it seems to me that a lot of your collaging recently is both imagery and text, and there's a real um, conflation of the two that is in some way, well, you'll explain it much better, but in some way is um, picking out things from history for a deeper Mm -hmm. investigation. Exactly. So what were you doing with the, um, the text and the Rembrandt image at the mural arts exhibit?
1: So the main thing that i wanted to show there was these pieces from the series, uh, Conscientious Objective Formalism. And I like to use military language for some things. Um, well, not military language, yes. But, um, so I wanted to investigate art history and art criticism as it has to do with marginalized groups and how their work is tr- how the work is treated. Um, because I like to write also, it gave me an excuse to write more and to hone in on a specific topic. So art criticism and art history was the subject and I wanted to choose things from art historians, art critics, um, other artists, and just pieces of history and and see how those things are juxtaposed to how people are treated um, in art criticism. So, yeah, it's kind of like a combination of all those
0: things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, the piece I'm looking at right now, which is hanging on the wall of your studio here, it says, Ken Johnson's formless criticism will stop and frisk you in the New York Times. And you told me this was sort of taken from uh, the controversies surrounding Ken Johnson's Um, review of the show, Now Dig This. Yes. But also, I see stop and frisk in quotation marks. Um, So it seems like you're really conflating a lot of ideas here. Art criticism, stop and frisk policies, as well as these old historic paintings. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, how how do you think about different time periods coming Mm -hmm. together and kind of merging in your work? Is that something that you try to aim for Yeah,
1: throw all this stuff together and see mm-hmm. what happens
0: mm-hmm. and
1: see what kind of conversation mm-hmm. it can lead mm-hmm. to. Yeah, basically see what kind of conversation the work could lead to. Um, and I've been using text in my work for a long time and I've also write poetry so mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with the poetic, you know, trying to draw that stuff out. Um, one of the other, pe- I was reading a review uh, of a book on Philip Gustin that Craig Burnett had wrote, uh, he wrote a review of this book, and um, he said um, Greenberg's, no, Phil Gustin held up a dirty mirror to to um, Greenberg's criticism, something, something like that. Um, but it was very poetic and I wanted to draw that out and use that, so I'd take Mm -hmm. these found poems Mm -hmm. and use them in the series, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's basically what it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, right, the words themselves have sort of an impact, Mm -hmm. right? Like this sort of found poem. And speaking of poetry, I was reading about your associations with Amiri Baraka and read a piece of criticism that Baraka wrote about your work. Yes. What's that history? I mean, that's a pretty, you know, I mean, he's a huge uh, name mm-hmm. and a huge well-known figure. Mm-hmm. How did you and he get involved in in working or, or your relationship?
1: I was reading Baraka's, po- when I started to write poetry. Um,
0: Which was when, by the way? Have you always been a poet? It was
1: a long time. Okay. A long time. Um, it's been a long time. Um, I started writing poetry and getting interested in poetry after... We work on Sidney Goodman's mural on 40th and uh-huh. Palton, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Boy with Raised right. Arm. And what the section of a wall, we couldn't figure out what to do with it. The smaller sections, but maybe two stories or less. And so I said to Sidney, I said, maybe we should put a lot of poetry there. He thought it was a good idea. He went back and found this, I Am Larger contain Multitudes, it was perfect for the wall. Um, and Sidney had been publishing his Steven Berg, that used to run the American Poetry Review, I think he passed away recently. Um, he had worked with Steve Berg. His work was on a lot of his books. So he knew poetry pretty well. But that was, and then I heard Sonia Sanchez read at the Free Library. And that's what got me interested in poetry from then on. So I read, you know, just reams and reams of poetry. So um, so I started to write, publish work, and um, the question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The question was um, you and Amiri Baraka. I mean, yeah, what kind of, what kind of association was that for you? And and how did you guys work together?
1: Um, Well, I met Baraka uh, um, in person when he came to read at the Borders bookstore. And um, I had showed him my work. He liked it. And he had used it in his, um, his, 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 journal that he had published called Unity and Struggle. And then, you know, hanging out, going to his house every... We used to go up there for these uh, get-togethers he would have like every first Saturday of the month or something like that. And so we became very close. And um, one day I just said, look, we should write a book. We should do a book together. I didn't know what type of book it would be. But when I saw him, I gave him some new work. He thought that I wanted to illustrate his poetry. And I said, no, I want you to write about this work, whatever you want to do with it. But I want you to write a, a criticism of it too. So he did all those things. I got this stuff back, put the manuscript together, and we published the book. We cu- it took a long time. I was trying to find a university press or a commercial press to publish it, and they thought that the work, because it was in color, they had a problem. And I said, well, you publish all these other books in color. You know, what's wrong with this? Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine invested in it, and he published it. Yeah, but it, it's a rare book. We only was able to publish about 300, you know, 360 copies of it. I don't even have a copy of it. So it's like, it's in the libraries and stuff. But um, yeah, that was a good experience. And so what we did was, we went to about, we went to St. Louis University. We gave our first presentation at Haverford College. Um, I exhibited the work at the Hammonds House Museum in Atlanta um in a few other places but what we did was exhibit the work if we could but then he would uh give a presentation he would read the text as the images were being projected hmm. so yeah we did that about three or four places hmm. yeah yeah
0: that sounds incredible mm-hmm. um, so he so there's a website still that in conjunction with the Haverford College project that you yeah. worked on, yeah, um, yeah. and I read on there that Amiri Baraka said your work was uh, consciousness raising. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree with that? And if so, what kind of consciousness are you raising? What are you hoping to say? Raise questions, or, yeah.
1: um, make the work as uh, politically charged as possible, um, see how much the past and the present I could bring together in, in the collage. Um, and I do all of them by hand. So there's a lot of cutting, gluing, and all that. So I think, it. well, one thing that happened to me a while, this was a long time ago, I got an anonymous email from some kid, I guess he was a kid, and he said he was looking up some information on Sonia Sanchez. And he said, I came across your work and it really made me think, because I was really having issues about being a young black man in this society, but your work helped me to think about it. I was like, oh, great. So it's, that's that's the kind of stuff that I hope it can do. You know, let the work go out into the world and do whatever it does. Even if somebody disagrees with it, fine. You know, but long as the, long as it's bringing some type of dialogue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned um, cutting and pasting. And I guess mm-hmm. that kind of leads me to my next question just about the technicality of your work. Mm-hmm. Are, you, um, are you always sourcing material or do you have an idea first and then go back and look for, for collage material? Are mm-hmm. you always kind of keeping mm-hmm. a treasure trove of, of things? Yeah, I got a,
1: box, a few boxes of stuff, newspapers, magazines. Uh-huh. I think when I see an image, it kind of tells me what I may want next to it, something the polar opposite of it, to see what third thing can happen, to try to put things together that you normally wouldn't see together, basically, yeah.
0: So you let you let the found images talk to you, or mm-hmm. it sound, I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm reading too yeah. much into that, but yeah. they suggest to voices. you. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they hear voices. Yeah. voices. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
0: And some images repeat often, like the mm-hmm. Capitol building. Right. I noticed in a lot of your work.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, Capitol dome.
0: Yeah, so yeah. what is that What is the Capitol dome for you? Why repeat? I mean, it's almost like, you know, a sentence that keeps coming back over mm-hmm. and over and over again or something.
1: I try to use it when the composition calls for okay. it. Yeah, I haven't been using it a lot lately because I, I didn't want to keep repeating it. hmm um, plus I'm doing some other stuff, but I used it a lot because it's a it's a loaded image it 's a loaded it 's just very loaded I mean that building, like a lot of buildings, were built with slave labor uh and so when you take it from there and you juxtapose it to some other things, what kind of conversation could it have um, and on the top of the Capitol dome is the statue of freedom, I think it's called which is a native which is you know, uh, an indigenous woman at the top of it. Hmm. So I'm like, why is that on top of that? <laughs> what does that mean? You know, um, that in
0: itself is almost like two collaged things exactly. coming together. Yeah. You
1: know? yeah, yeah. I mean, what's that got to do with that? You know, mm-hmm. but I see it as a trophy for you know, basically trying to. Uh, make the indigenous population extinct. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a thing that they say, oh, we think these people were great. No, you kill these people, basically try to exterminate them. Uh, so this is your sort of trophy. Um, they probably wouldn't say that, but that's the way I see it. I don't see why they would put that on top of there. What's the reason, you know? I mean, the people that built it aren't on top of it, <laughs> you know, so I don't get it.
0: Right, right. Um. Are, th- are there any other images that <coughs> keep appearing for you or that you find yourself um, that you find yourself always drawn to?:
1: um, Well, in these collages, um, I use a lot of images from the Soldier of Fortune magazines, and when um, years ago... I started to collect the images because I would go into the military recruitment stations. And if they thought I was old enough, young enough to join the service, they would give me all this propaganda. Hmm. So I'd take the propaganda, go back and make anti-war collages with it. Hmm. Yeah. So getting the officialness, taking the officialness of it and then giving a totally different meaning to it. To get people to see things in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah, um, a lot of military images... And um, in these, I wanted to go back and and use paint, spray paint, um, to make these gashes and wounds, and to talk about, you know, the cost of war, the physical cost, um, and have the wound be could be about war, could be all types of violence, you know, deal with that. But I wanted to play with the surface more and build it up. And make it as what what happened was I was try I wanted to do some abstract painting because I love abstraction, Franz Kline, and uh, Rothko and all that. But it's just it just wasn't working, so I had to come up with my own type of gesture, and so that's what I mm-hmm. started making these abraded surfaces on the work like that.
0: Yeah, and so these collages were shown at the LaSalle Museum mm-hmm. in the Collage and Conflict.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was some smaller work in the show too, but most of it was these were these triptychs. Mm-hmm. Um and I got into the triptychs because I was having an issue. I didn't want to do the same thing over again, just one with using one panel or whatever. I wanted to have a comp- it was a compositional challenge. I wanted to see what I could do, what kind of composition I could make. Um with three panels to see what, would, what it would lead to. So they got bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm curious about, um, you've been a long time Philly artist, you mentioned working with Sydney Goodman and the mm-hmm. Mural Arts program. Yeah. Um, it, was working with the Mural Arts program your kind of first foray into the Philly arts? Or do you have a history that I'm, I'm not aware of before that, before that time period?
1: Uh, when we started, well, I was always making art. Yeah. In one way or another, but when we started the uh, Anti-Graffiti Network in Mantua, um, be, it was funny because I was still writing graffiti, but I got away from it because it was just a form that I wanted to explore, you know.
0: So wait, you were you were one of the kids then, yeah. I would imagine. I and, started the program was Jane Golden involved? No, Jane didn't come into
1: the program until Tim hired her. So what happened was, we started the program in Mantua, we did some projects, Um, we had the first group show that we put together of graffiti artists from New York, and here was at the Mackler Gallery, and at that time, um, Lady Pink was an artist in residence at Moore, at Moore College of Art, so you know, graffiti was getting into the mainstream big galleries, museums, stuff like that. Lee, Dondi, Futura. Um, So we showed with them here. Um, After we, and that was when we first got into City Hall. So what happened was, Wilson Good asked Tim, did he want to take the program citywide?
0: And Tim is?
1: Tim Spencer, the the founder. Yeah. 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 And he said yes. And so we moved into City Hall Annex. And when it was still summer programs, when they're employing young people, Mm -hmm. That was around the time when he interviewed Jane to t- to deal with the art part of it uh, for the summer program. And that's how she got into it. So Tim died, um, a lot of the stuff got broken up like the um, high pressure crew that cleaned the walls, uh, the lot crew, all that stuff got dispersed to just different city agencies. And so naturally Jane took the, the art part of it and. The murals, and because she already had inroads in the city, it made it easier for her to do what she's doing now. So, so uh, so Tim took the program as far as it could go. I think it was funny because when he passed, we were still we were doing good. You know, um, the murals were getting bigger. The you know, and the, the imagery was sort of still. A lot of people wanted waterfalls, <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> it's funny, but um, yeah, so it just made it easier for Jane to take the program mm-hmm. to another level, which is, she's doing great.
0: And you were working with the art side, right? mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. doing the murals, making the yeah, murals. Yeah, the mural crew. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, that's a short, short history of it. Right. Yeah.
0: Right, but I, I mean, I, you know, when I think about you, I think about someone who's, who's just seen the Philly art world on the social level, I think. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: really evolved.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was weird because, like, a lot of people were resistant to it. Now, people are also saying if they have a mural in their community, they think it ghettoizes it. So, you got certain factions that think that, too. So, yeah. But, not I without
0: mean, its controversy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, where's your work headed now? So, it's just early days of 2016. You had. Some big shows in 2015. You had your work um, purchased by Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts, the mm-hmm. LaSalle Museum of Art. Um, mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to in 2016?
1: I want to sell some more work, <laughs> <laughs> naturally. I, I'm still working on this series and um, have some new ideas about that. I have a whole series of stuff that I'm trying to pick back up on. I want to uh, do some stuff around. Um, Audubon, and see what use his imagery, because a lot of people didn't know that he was half black, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's never really talked about. I didn't really know it until David Driscoll brought it up, and I was like, okay, all right. So, what can I do with that to highlight some things? Um, Right around the right, not too far from here, is a is it a shelter? It's a shelter. Family shelter that has Cardinal Beverloh's name on it, and that's a problem for me. So I want to deal with that. I want to deal with that uh, issue of the sexual uh, with the church, that's mm-hmm. going on. Um, so we see. I combine Audubon's work with the the issue with this with the church. Wow! I want to see what. I can do with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm working on that. Great. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah.
0: Um, Theodore Harris, thank you so much for being mm-hmm. on Art Blog Radio. Thank you. It was thank great you. to talk to you.
1: And thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. I love the Art Blog, and I want to thank Jeray, hey, who's here video taping <laughs> everything.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll try for some multimedia conf- collage of this <laughs> of this experience. We'll collage the blog. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, thanks. I'm going to show you.